Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports... What the week's flying by. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for uh, spending some of that time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. There's so much golf. We thought we'd give Matt Rudy uh, in advance of next week when he'll preview the Open Championship with us. We thought we'd have him on today to catch up with U.S. Uh, Women's Open coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll go back to Ricky Fowler, um, find out what's going on with the Saudis and the purchasing. Did they buy a sport? Certainly seems like it. And per- according to Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com, they may be looking for other acquisitions. We'll get into that uh, coming up here. Uh, but uh, Matt Rudy will join us at the bottom of the hour. College football kicks off hour number two. Pete Futek from CollegeFootballNews.com does a terrific job over there uh, with all of the conferences. He's got a great team and a very busy team. Uh, and if you're looking for previews of your team or teams that will, your team will play, uh, Futek will have you covered over there. Does a great job at uh, collegefootballnews.com. And then we will wrap things up with David Kaplan. Off to Chicago we will go. Boy, the Cubbies last night with another uh, come from. I pulled that one out last night. Uh, earlier in the week, they gave up a couple. I got one back on uh, on the fourth. But a uh, big win for the Cubs last night. Uh, the White Sox rained out. They'll play a doubleheader today. A tr- legit, a true doubleheader. Four o'clock and seven o'clock against my Toronto Blue Jays. And then trench plays of the day before we get out of here. Just before one o'clock. How are you? Uh, not too bad. How about yourself? Hanging out in your hometown last night of Ankeny. Got to see did, good did, ball did you see a good game? Yeah, DCG and Ankeny doing battle there. Mm-hmm. DCG ranked number eight. They're up in Class 4A now, mm-hmm. are the Mustangs, and they got a good squad. They got some good bats in there. And because substate play begins on Friday evening, nobody was throwing their aces oh, last night. Oh, gotcha. There was a young man, he was a senior, making his second appearance all season long. And for DCG. For DCG. Yeah. And he went out there, struggled, walked the first two kids that he faced, gave up three in the first. And then he settled in. Doesn't throw hard. I mean, maybe was getting it up there in the low 70s. Mm-hmm. But it was almost exclusively curveball. Was it and really? Just curveball after curveball. You know, and the funny thing is, and I remember years ago, East had a great team. Malik Ziegler on that squad. Uh, Carmichael, great group. Great number one throughout the most of the season. They lost in the first round to Hoover, who was like 3-28. and Eesh. And what Hoover did is they had a kid out there throwing like that. Was just throwing it up there. And when you're used to velocity, mm-hmm. when you're used to seeing everybody throwing 80, 85, 90 in the CIML, mm-hmm. and you go up against one of those soft tossers, it's the Jamie Moyer effect, right? <laughs> and that was Moyer. the case last Boy, night. Boy, he had a long career, didn't he? My God. But my favorite moment is after the game and tearing down the equipment and walking out of there. And one of the Yankee players came up and talked with me. Really? Yeah. Just talked about the game, talked yeah. about what they have in front of them, and thanked me for coming out. It was a really cool a moment. player, not a parent, not, not a, a parent. coach. Get plenty of those. Get yeah. lots of those. Sure. But uh, a player just came out of me, unsolicited, uh-huh. and said, thanks for coming out, and we talked a little baseball. Oh, that's great. It was, it was a really, really cool moment, and a big thank you to the Ankeny crew. And it might be out there again next week on Monday. If seating plays out the way... Uh, that you'd anticipate Ankeny will play Waukee in a sub-state semifinal on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And anticipate I'll be back up in your stomping grounds on Monday evening. Tomorrow night, 
We got our uh, first round game. It will be Iowa City West making their way over here to take on Waukee Northwest. And my dude, Lucas Strain, who's been helping me out the last couple of years, I'll be out of town. So he's going to take the call. Oh, is that right? uh, Tomorrow evening here on KXNO. He did all the play by play for Iowa softball this year. And has done that. What does he do on Friday nights in the fall? He's going to be helping me out a couple of times. I was going to say, we have an opportunity for him. Yes, we we have some things that we can definitely talk about, Lucas. And he starts a new job over at WHO 13. Wow. uh, Coming up on Tuesday next week. He'll be working the morning shift. 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. Oh, ugh. (laughs) Here's your graduation. (laughs) Here's your diploma. And here's your shift. Here's your first job. Oh, by the way, here's your hours. (laughs) 2 a.m. to 11. That's just awful. Um, got to make your snark. Yeah, right? look, you got to pay your dues. Yep. I agree with you. Got to pay your dues. So good for, good for him for willing to uh, to take that on. We'll hear him on the airwaves uh, tomorrow night. So um, baseball last night was good. Your twins had a shutter over the yeah. over the uh, lowly Kansas City. Are they the worst team in baseball? <sighs> well, the A's. But the A's pop up every now and then and beat good teams. The A's have been better, what, the last month? Yeah, two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm on them again today. Are you? This afternoon. They're 31-5 and against the Tigers over their last 36 games. Now, I understand. Yeah, this is a different ace team. Than right. And Detroit hasn't been, you know, obviously right. 27 Yankees. But it doesn't matter who you're playing. I mean, we talked yeah. about the Twins against the Yankees, but that was something that opened my got, eyes. Wouldn't have guessed that one. No, not at mm-hmm. all. And after last night and the A's got the win, that one, oh, we'll jump back mm-hmm. aboard with the A's. But if it's not the A's, yeah, it has to be the Royals. That is... They're just hideous. The young guys have not no. connected. No. The veterans have been worse than anticipated. Yep. Outside of Sal Perez, that team's just bad. Is he tradable? I mean, obviously he's tradable, but right. is, is he... Boy, I hope he stays. What kind of return would he get for He's Sal got Perez? his World Series ring. He does. He's 33. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tread off that title. Oh, for sure. You remember those years when they were yes. really good. yes. And they ran no in. nights off. Well, I thought they were going to run him into the ground, mm-hmm. and then of course, what two years ago he had the forty run mm-hmm. home run season. But I thought the amount of miles that they were putting mm-hmm. on him that there's no way this guy's going to survive till thirty. Right. Well, here he is at thirty three, still playing incredibly well yeah. and doing Sal Perez things. But it's a good question. You know, in a market where catchers, I'm going to guess there's not a ton of them out there. Mm-hmm. Playoff experience. The Royals, Leadership the window's qualities. Not, the window's not even opening yet. No, I mean, no, no, no. They're still Bill, trying to get the lock on him. Absolutely. The, in, in the, for the remainder of his career, they're not mm-hmm. going to contend. And I have an overticket on him. <laughs> Thanks, John Miller. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we had a fun night that night. Um, yeah, just... Um, that I was your know. Miller tax that you had yeah, to pay? Yeah, that was my John Miller tax. <laughs> but it was, it was a fun night in Vegas at, at Circus Sports. Coming up uh, in the next few minutes, by the way, I want to. I want to spend a couple of minutes um, on, and I know it's not Circa's got uh, got it out. Bet Rivers has it out. DraftKings has it out. I'm guessing most of the sports betting operators have the um, Super Bowl exacta. Yeah, you and love this. Stuff. I do love this stuff because I think it's a great way to bet on a team you think is going to win the Super Bowl. So we'll get into that in just a minute. I saw a tweet last night, and and I uh, actually wrote down where it came from because this one caught me off guard. Since April the 23rd, and I don't know why April the 23rd is is the date that we're starting this on, but this is a lot of games. This is like 65 games. How many teams have a winning record in the National League Central? None. One. The Reds are 40 and 24. Wow. Since the and prior to that, they were seven and fifteen. They started seven and fifteen, and then since then have proceeded to go forty and twenty-four. 
That's remarkable. It is. That tells me that this Reds team might be built for the long run as far as the long run being this season in mm-hmm. this division, that they may not come back to the pack. Uh, if you saw Dela Cruz yesterday, oh, man. that was unbelievable gamesmanship out of Davey Martinez, and then he turned around and gave it to him. Davey Martinez, shut up. Well, and the umpires too, Trent, because apparently this... The the device, whatever it is, and the knob at the back. It looks, you know what it looks like. It looks like a nipple on a baby bottle. Okay, it kind of <laughs> does. Yeah, I got you. Right? I got you. Yeah. Um, and 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 Major League Baseball had approved this. And Davey Martinez, I don't know, trying to get in Dela Cruz's head, came out and um, said, no, 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 we we can't do that. Raised to stink. Yes. Yeah. Raised to stink with the umpires. I have no problem with that. I have absolutely no problem. You see something that looks different like mm-hmm. that. I have no problem with it. Yes, inspect the bat. That's right. fine. I mean, we've seen this guy well, we just... We never would have had the pine tar incident if right, <laughs> that yes. wasn't the case. Thrust onto the scene here over the last month, and he has hit the ground yeah. running, and he has been one of the most exciting players mm-hmm. we've seen in this game. So get in his head, and they tried. Absolutely. Yep. That's gamemanship. I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is after the game. I don't like those antics. Come on, Davey Martinez. We need... He started it. We need right. these things in baseball. Right. What makes the World Baseball Classic something that is enjoyable to watch? Uh, passion. It's not just watching the Stars right. and Stripes or for you, watching the Maple Leaf on, on yeah. the team logo. No, that's not what it is. It's the passion mm-hmm. that is in there. It's mm-hmm. the love of the game. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of things that I am still old school on. But that part of baseball no. and the people that continue to try to I didn't see that. That's disappointing out of him. Yeah, it just... Especially when Major League Baseball had approved it. So but point being, is, so he has that little set two in the first inning and it's a long delay and blah, blah, blah. Next time Dela Cruz comes up, he parks one 455 feet into uh, right center field stands, way up in the stands, and, and looks at the looks at the Nationals bench, shows them the the knob of the bat, and starts uh, you know circling the bases. Um, fun fun uh, night last night, Major League Baseball. Here, I thought, anyways. Here's the quote from Davey Martinez: "I love the way he plays the game. I didn't like his antics after he hit the home run. We could do without that. Nah, no, we can't, Davey. No, 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 no. You were trying to get in his head. Yep, you." We're doing some gamemanship, and that's fine. Uh-huh. But when a guy, you're trying to do something to him, and he shows you up, he absolutely has the ability to celebrate. This is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Come on, Davey. And Davey Martinez, he managed Juan Soto, one of the most flamboyant guys in baseball, for four seasons. Yeah. It was okay when he was on your team, sure. but now that he's on the opposing team, now you don't like the antics. Come on. <laughs> that is old school, just stupidity out of Davey Speaking Martinez. Speaking of Soto, do you think he wishes he would have shut up on the weekend before yeah. he faced Otani? Otani embarrassed him. Yeah, but they got to him late after the blister came. True, but yeah. but Soto uh, didn't have the uh, game that he thought he was going to have. Um, he was talking about the lineup, though. Was he? Yeah, he said we're going to get him. Okay, I thought it was I thought it was me yeah. that was going to shirk back into the uh, into the dugout. Anyways, um, you no, know, look, it's baseball season. We're into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the races are decent. Some of them, um, some of them not so much. I still don't know how anybody's going to beat the Braves. No. Uh, the Dodge or the Dodgers, the Rays and the Phillies was a fun game last night. There's a team to watch out for. And I think you said it yesterday. Uh, this Phillies team, they may be one of those teams that if you're looking for, you know, a, uh, a team right now that's on the verge or on the cusp of, of making the playoffs, it's got some decent odds with this is about their record last year. It was this time last year when they started to uh, make themselves a contender um, in the National League, and they got all the way to the World Series before they got um, knocked off. Speaking of dark horses, the Mets have won four in a row and an improbable comeback win last night, 2-1 to one against the D-backs. Mm-hmm. 
Are they figuring it out? They're 40 and 46. It's still a long ways uh-huh. to go. And to be a wild card team in this year's National League, probably going to have to win 86, 87 games. It's still a long, yep. long season in front of them. But are you starting to believe a little bit? If you're looking again for one of those dark horse tickets, kind of out, out of nowhere, bet them to win the pennant, something like that. Would the Mets be worth a flyer? Have you seen enough here over the last half week to, well, I'm to so, jump back aboard? I'm so upside down on the Mets right now. Oh, are you? Yeah, I've got I've got so many Mets and Padres futures <laughs> tickets. Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, the, their closer, Robertson's okay. Senga was good last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two uh, Hall of Famers at the uh, at the top of that lineup, Lindor's terrific. Tommy Pham has been great. Uh, what's his Nimmo's name? been outstanding. Nimmo's been good lately. Yeah. His, you know, has been good. Day. Pete Alonso's not been good lately. He's slowed down, hasn't he? Has, he has yeah. but you know, he's going to get it going again. Yeah, maybe, Trent. Maybe. Uh, Marte's hit and miss. Depends on what night you watch him. Uh, everybody's looking up at the Braves in that division, but it's just about getting one of those spots. You know, right. get into the playoffs. And well, the Phillies last year. That's a perfect example. Yeah. The Phillies got in and went all the way to the World Series. All right, let's switch gears uh, for a second. Let's go to our, our friends at Circus Sports. Cause mm-hmm. I love this uh, wagering opportunity. I really, you know, before we do that. Um, Mets to win the uh, pennant right now at what Circa. What is it? What is it? Plus 47.50. Jeez, that's a big, big number. I'm, I'm metzed out. <laughs> you don't let, need let me know how it goes for you. <laughs> couple, couple more things I want to get to uh, in in advance of this, and this goes back to our show on Friday when it was just starting to happen. But these names had not been put out there, and I'm talking about ESPN layoffs. Oh yeah. When we got off the air, there was some carnage. Mm-hmm. There were some big names, but there were some bigger names yet to come. Todd McShay walking the plank. Yes. The heir apparent to Mel Kuyper. I mean, how much? Longer is Kuiper going to do that? And and I like McShay. McShay wasn't a one-trick pony. Don't forget, Saturday mornings, afternoons, evenings, whenever his game was, he was on the sidelines for college football mm-hmm. and wasn't out of place in one, for one minute, I didn't think. No, absolutely. I, I thought, thought he, he was, was a great fit yes. for college football. Uh, and I thought he did a nice job at um, uh, w- with the draft. Now, he did have to walk. Did he have a health issue? He or, did, yeah. I hope that didn't play into oh, the decision. Yeah. I really and truly do. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if that's the case. Well, then you have to get a good lawyer. Yeah, absolutely. There's some litigation that's sure. going to be coming on top of it. The other two, um, David Pollock surprised me. Yes, with the SEC network, uh-huh. with the continued buy-in to the SEC. Yep. Now, and I like him on game day. Reggie Bush appears to be out on the Fox Big News. Oh. They don't really have an SEC angle there. Now, they don't also have SEC football, but would that make some sense there mm. for them to go out get Pollock? A guy that, yes, has he talked down to Iowa in the past in the Big Ten? Yeah, Absolutely. Get over but, it, folks. Yeah. yeah. Right. Look, I've said. Everybody doesn't have to love your team. Absolutely. And I think maybe an SEC flavor would be a good thing uh-huh. for that set. I uh-huh. like him. I, I, I do think too. he's good. I think I do he makes too. very yep. salient points. He is. He is a good broadcaster. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that makes you think and goes outside the box from time to time. Yep. I think you can use him in a myriad of different ways. And he's got a little depth to him, too, because it's not like he's just on the set. They're moving him around to various mm-hmm. aspects of game day. Um, look, I, they, they keep um, Desmond Howard. They Obviously, Pat McAfee, they're throwing a lot of money at him, mm-hmm. a lot of money at him, so they're going to get their money's worth out of McAfee. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet, he's going to be doing that, and then he's going to go to the game of the week. And Lee Corso, who has... How do you want to say this? Because uh, I'm old and I don't want to paint myself. <laughs> I, hate, I hate throwing cold water in old guys. But but this is... It's pa- past his time. Yeah, it's past him. You feel bad for him some days. Yes. And yet... 
I still love it. I do too. Put and the headgear on. I want to watch you. He's gonna and at ten fifty eight. Yes, you gotta be there. Nowhere else I'm going to be right. than right there watching Corso yes. and what he is going to do. The way that Herb Street has helped him along. Oh, he's been phenomenal. It's it like is, Steve Stone with Harry Carey toward the Oh, end. this is a different level. Oh, I agree with you, Trent. I agree with you. Well, after the stroke, that hurts mm-hmm. many people, including Lee Carson, mm-hmm. verbally. Yep. And he can't get the points out, and yet he helps them along. Yep. It is, He's very kind yes, to him. And something that is needed. I still want Corso there. Mm-hmm. And I think they have done it as well as you can on top of it, mm-hmm. understanding the limitations that he has just physically at this point. Well, he missed a couple of weeks last year mm-hmm. because of illness. Right. What's his family thinking? Maybe it keeps him young. Maybe. You know, it keeps him energized. Yeah. It gives him something to yeah. do. Yeah, okay. It's something for him to look forward something to. Something for Dad yeah. to look forward to, to get him out of the house. For 13, 14 weeks a year. Yeah, look Remember at- in 2020 when he was sitting in his pool, in his pool house. That was awesome. <laughs> No, it wasn't awesome because it was COVID. It was awful. Right, right. But the way yeah, they, they made the best of an awful situation. Look, I said last week, I don't want to stop working because I'm afraid a guy in a black robe with a sickle is going to show up at the door, right? That's the next step. That's the next step. So maybe this is what Corso's family's thinking, too, just yeah. to, eh. yeah, I get it. All right. Um, and then uh, Gene Wojanowski. So who's going to tell the stories? Who's going to make us cry on Saturday mornings? Because right. Tom Rinaldi's on Fox. He is. And he could make phone, read the phone book and I'd cry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, and put Lord, the music underneath it. Exactly. <laughs> so who's going to tell those stories? Who's left? They don't have many story makers anymore, They don't. Do they? And you know what? That was a big part of sports, yes. of, of college game day, I thought. Well, that was be, be the one that usually all of a sudden... You know, we'd be making breakfast, getting ready uh-huh. for the morning, playing with the kids, and that'd yeah. be the one all of a sudden my wife is locked into the TV with game day on because yeah. it sucks you in, and they do that. I'm sure they'll find somebody. I mean, that's still a big piece of game day Yeah, is those kind of stories. So they'll find somebody who that is, though. I can't think of anybody offhand. I can't either. Jeremy Schaap's still around? Whew. If he is, where's he been? Right, well... Because we've seen his former show isn't a part of it anymore, uh-huh. which is too bad. Yeah, Jeremy Shop was good. Yeah, um, who does the does the NBA tell any stories? If they do, I don't watch. I don't watch either. Yeah. Speaking of that, what what are they doing with this event in, in Las Vegas in December? What's this all about? A championship in the middle of the season? Well, it's been talked about and bandied about now for years. But do we need it? Does the NBA need it? They I mean, I'll, I'll say this: we don't pay attention to them in the, in the, mm-hmm. uh, and it's right after the regular season, and the and the um, um, championship games have been decided. So we've got that week there. It's um, it's the same week as Army Navy. Mm-hmm. Quiet time. Quiet time. College basketball's getting a foothold, but, but the, the exempt end- tournaments are over for the most part. Yep, we're past yep. that November yep. period yep. in early December when you have the exempt tournaments. There's no ACC Big Ten Challenge anymore. No. Nope. There'll be an ACC-SEC Challenge mm-hmm. now going forward. That's probably Cyhawk Week yeah. locally for us. But it's a quiet time on the sports calendar. I. But what are they looking to accomplish? Get people to actually care about the regular season. Give something in the regular season to people. Look at their numbers in the NBA regular season. The numbers are down. But if you win, do you get a parade? I mean, does your fan base get bumped up? Well, this is very much a European model. This is what they do in soccer. And you talk about the Premier League and winning different leagues, and there's three different cups that teams mm-hmm. are vying for and things like that. That's the idea behind it. But what's the incentive? What is the end game? Is it, like you said, a parade? Is it a real championship? 
Does it get you something? Does it get you into the playoffs automatically? Does it get you a, a number one seed or home court in the first round? Right. There has to be... Do rings come with it? Something more than just an in-season and they're, and they're not going to announce the details, apparently, until Saturday night. Uh, there's been nothing concrete as, as to what this thing is going to look like, and there's going to be some big event, I think, in, uh, in Las Vegas on, sa- on uh, Saturday night of this week. The other thing about it is, that time of year in Las Vegas... It's bonkers. It's the world's largest rodeo. The National Rodeo Final is that week. I've been out there for that. I've it's, skated at the South it's Point It's awful, that. Trent. <laughs> and uh, when I walked up there and saw our buddy Chris Andrews... You couldn't believe how busy the South Point was and how many yeah. cowboy hats you could f- possibly fit in one place. Well, I couldn't believe that, A, he got us a room that weekend, yeah. too. Which, That's some pull. Yeah, absolutely. A pretty good hook up there. Yeah. But I walk up to Chris. He's wearing a cowboy hat. I Every said, hotel's like that. Everyone. He says, I, I hate it, but yeah. the boss says we do it. I do uh-huh. <laughs> Chris in a big old cowboy hat. Oh, it was you know, great. We got a chance to have him on tomorrow night, cause, yes. or tomorrow during the show, because Mike Palm won't be with us tomorrow. He's on vacation. In fact, he's back here in his home state uh, visiting mom and um uh, Grandma's plate spending some time with uh, with Mike's kids. That's great. Yeah, absolutely is. All right, so let's save the circuit of the Super Bowl thing, because yeah. I think it's a brilliant way. If you like to bet futures. You do. And I do. And, and you've got your team that says, do you want to bet to win the Super Bowl? I think there's a better way to do it. And we'll share that. It's certainly a, a way of uh, putting more money in your pocket, potentially. I mean, significantly more Well, if money. you bet smart and don't te- take a team like the Chargers. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know where I've already. I'm, I'm just going to say, you know where I'm going. I was going to. I may be lying. You know where I've already been. Uh, we will uh, talk to Matt Rudy on golf. We'll save some time toward the top of the hour to um, to share our opinions on that tentacle of sports wagering. But before we go to break, it's time for another thousand dollar home run. KXNO.com right now. Enter this nationwide contest by typing the keyword credit in the pop-up box that will appear on your screen. KXNO.com. See the pop-up box. Go to your keyboard. Type credit. That'll be your chance to win $1,000 credit at KXNO.com. Credit KXNO.com. Another opportunity coming up in about an hour from right now and then throughout the afternoon with Murph and Andy and uh, Heather and Sean. What's Sean Roberts doing next week? He's playing... Every single he's playing the city, city courses. courses. Yeah, every one, every one of them, every hole. That's the plan. And you can sponsor Sean. Is that it? How many Miller Lights is he going to drink? That's Ooh. what I want to put an over under on throughout the course of the day. Does he have a driver to get him from course to course? <laughs> well, I would hope. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing that's looked after. Uh, but this is a fundraising opportunity. Uh, good for Sean for doing it. So, what are the city courses? You have Waveland. Yep. You have Blank. Yep. And you have the one on the east side, Grandview. Those are the three. Those are the three city courses. Gotcha. Yeah. So that therefore the fifty-four holes. That mm-hmm. makes sense. How many of the three have you played? All of them. I have two. Multiple times. Have you? Which one? Which one is the toughest? Waveland because yeah. of the up and down. Waveland by far. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Waveland is an absolute bear. It can be, can it? And if you're not swinging it well, mm-hmm. yeah, that one. And that's one I always tell people. If you're somebody that's in between, uh, do I take a car? Do I want to walk the course? No, don't, no, don't walk. No. no don't if walk. you go to Waveland, yeah. and your first time especially, do yeah. not walk that course if you're not ready for it because it is a different one. My favorite's Grandview. 
I like going out to Grandview. It's a shorter course. Yep. It's pretty good for me. I'm not exactly a long right. hitter. Blank, seemed, Blank was relatively short, too. Does Blank have the hole that if you really connect off the fairway, you're on a, you're on a street? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the one, I think? Southwest Ninth. Yeah, is that what it is? Behind there. You got the zoo. Every once in a while, you yep. can see, hear yep. some zoo yep. animals. Yep. 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 Chirping over there, mm-hmm. yeah. I like uh, I like all the city courses. We're we're pretty lucky here. We got a lot of really good public what, courses. What's the What's the course on the south side that I used to play? Um, you know what the the the, the um in uh, the um Scott Reister's involved with that uh, the uh, the for the blind they play golf at night. Oh, okay. What's that course? Oh, Willow Creek. Willow Creek. Yes, That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it's a West Des Moines address, but mm-hmm. right there on sixty third slash mm-hmm. First Street, uh, south of town, going out. Legacy is a beautiful course down yep. Norwalk. Yep. Uh, what else? And then, well, of course, you have the private ones that mm-hmm. I've had an ability to get on, not because of my own doing. Right. People that have you played Des Moines Golf and Country Club? Yeah, played quite a few times. I have too. Uh, it's got, nice. It's it's tough for me. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, it is. I need to be. I had a day where I swung it incredibly well, mm-hmm. and it just it's so long. It's difficult for me to score well. I'm like, can I move up to the whites? They're yellows. They're senior tees. How close am I getting to being able to use those senior tees? Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a fun course. All right, we'll take our time out, come back, uh, and uh, talk to Matt Rudy on golf. Spend a few minutes there. Save some time for our Circa Sports Wagering. Not just Circa. DraftKings has them. BetRivers has them. I'm guessing FanDuel has them. But these uh, and a Super Bowl exact is. I think it's a great way to play futures. We'll talk about that. Miller & Condon underway on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.net. Miller Condit just past 11.30, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, so many topics in the uh, world of golf. We thought we'd have our buddy Matt Rudy uh, join us in advance of his uh, ne- appearance next week. We'll get into the Open Championship. And Matt, good enough to give us a few minutes here to catch up on golf. So we can just talk about the British Open when we speak with him next week. Matt, uh, Trent and Ken, thank you as always for being so generous with your time. How are you? Well, you know what? I know this is your major championship this week, yes. so it's, this is an appropriate <laughs> time for me to be talking to you. It, it feels good. Have you been to the John Deere Classic? I have before, and I was planning to go this year because to do some kind of instruction-type thing with Caitlin Clark to show a world-class athlete in a different sport doing something in golf would have been cool, but yeah. we're literally in the middle of moving, which is an enormous pain. Yeah. And I was just saying before, if I, if I left, now to go do that, my wife would have said, why don't you just stay in Iowa? So maybe I would have been knocking on your door to get a job. Yeah. Or a place to sleep for a little while until yes. you did. Uh, Matt Rudy is our guest. Well, I want to go back to... Sorry, Trent, go ahead. Well, I just want one quick uh, step off here. The Caitlin Clark story, obviously, in the state of Iowa, it's monstrous. And what she did leading the team to the national championship game, it was such a big story. One of the biggest stories we've had in our state in a long time at college athletics. For you in the golf world, now you're a Big Ten guy, you're a Michigan State grad, but still... Caitlin Clark, for the golf public, that's something that even hits. I mean, I'm sure you saw the metrics when you guys you know, put your tweets out at Golf Digest and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's something that even in the golf world is resonating right now or resonated at least yesterday? It, it's definitely resonating. I, I think it would have resonated more if it was closer to when the game happened. Mm-hmm. But, oh. but it's, re- it's resonating far more than any other. I think the only celebrity that I can think of that's reasonably close recently, I did a big piece about Charles Barkley in the fall last year. And, <laughs> nice. And to the, he, he resonates a lot yeah. as a non... And, and I'm taking out kind of the Steph Curry types, you know, people that are, at, you know, that are way into golf all mm-hmm. the time, but more kind of the one-off athletes. 
she definitely does. And the big thing, too, that's, that drives a lot of value at the risk of sounding like a finance guy is she drives a lot of attention for people that are not necessarily traditional golf mm-hmm. fans, which is really valuable, you know, growing the sport around the, around the, the circle as opposed to entertaining people like my dad who's going to spend as much money on golf anyway, no matter who's on TV. So that, that's been an exciting thing. My daughters are asking about it. But, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Unbelievable. Uh, what was Parkley like to work with? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, the uh, Stan Utley, the guy who fixed his swing, is a buddy of mine. I've done a couple books with him. And he was talking about the work they were doing. And Stan was the one that pitched it to Charles to do this you know, this big instruction story and video. And, and it was weird because he doesn't ever respond to text messages or phone calls. So we didn't know if he was coming. We had the whole thing <laughs> set up. And no, no one had seen him yeah. or, or knew if he was actually in Aspen. And sure enough, he showed up exactly on time and gave us all this time to do it and could not have been nicer. And he was just wonderful all the way around. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not like you chose Peoria, Illinois to do it. You just chose Aspen. (laughs) Good good on you. Uh, Good on Ricky Fowler for finding the winner's circle. you know, maybe we'd forgotten just how popular he was, and maybe he wasn't at this level, but this was a win that satisfied a lot of people. Now, it would have been better if we could have seen it, for crying out loud. <laughs> I get that. Uh, but, boy, that uh, that was a win that uh, made a lot of people, you know, sports fans, I, I think, appreciated what Ricky Fowler did. You know, I think there's a reservoir of goodwill for athletes for a variety of reasons. You know, I, I think there are athletes that are hugely popular. I, I think of you know, Michael Jordan is a good example. There's a massive reservoir of goodwill for Michael Jordan because of how great he was as an athlete. I don't know that, that the the dominant number of people that personally interacted with Michael Jordan as fans would say it was because he was this wonderful guy that, you know, did everything anybody asked. Ricky Fowler has a reservoir of goodwill for, you know, some results on the field, but also because of how great he is with fans, how great he is with sponsors, how popular he is with other players. You know, he's a nice human. So I think everybody was pleased that he got back to this level for a variety of reasons because it's good to see good guys get rewarded and because he's, he's such a valuable person to have at the top of the game again and, and uh you know it's just another character who doesn't dress like everybody else doesn't do kind of the same things that just adds to this this you know the the quilt that is professional golf where it's not a bunch of guys just in khakis you know saying the same kinds of thing um it's been a long time Coming, I know I've talked about it on this show a bunch of times where it never looked like he was going to do it again because, you know, he still hasn't really done it aside from a, from a players championship at the, you know, on the major scene. And I, and I think getting a position again at the U.S. Open was a big deal because it showed him that he, he was the player. He got back to the player he was before. And I think uh, just like with Phil Mickelson, you know, as a great example, some players, it just takes them into their 30s where things kind of calm down a little bit. He's got a wife. He's got a kid. You know, and, and you see some of the perspective and say, you know, this doesn't have to be everything for me, and it's not so important to, to win one particular tournament. That's when the tournaments start to show up and you start to win them. So maybe that's what we're seeing with, with Ricky is he's in this good place kind of in the middle of his career, and, you know, we can see some, some fun stuff again. So with Ricky, what was the change? I, I saw a picture of just a swing plane and how much further up the club is on the backswing compared to what it once was. Was it a mechanical issue? Was it a head issue? Was it maybe parting a little bit less and having the baby and, and having the wife? What I know it's a, a little bit of everything, but what is the biggest reason that we saw such a steep decline and then this increase over the last, what, year, year and a half? 
You know, I mean, Butch, Butch Harmon is obviously a great technical instructor, and he helps people fix things that are broken. But I think the main thing he does is when he's looking at players, he's the person who's reinforcing and saying, hey, I've coached the best players there are. I coached Tiger Woods. I coached Greg Norman. I coached Phil Mickelson. I coached all these people at the apex of their powers, and you're just as good, or you can do the same things that they did. And I think it's the belief that starts to come back when he's the person in your corner. That's an enormous part of it. And, and I think another part of it, too, is there, there's, a, there's a spectrum that players play on throughout their career physically. And Tiger is the perfect example of this. What Tiger's been able to do throughout his whole career is get his swing to match what his body can do at a given time during his, you know, the, the, way, the way his body is you know, as he ages. And you know, Ricky Fowler is, is certainly not an, an, an old man. Uh, but but he's not 23 anymore. And so I think he got back to a little bit to what he was doing before, And but mostly what his swing is is not as severe as it was before, and it doesn't require a lot of high-speed rerouting of the club, which older players could certainly still do, but as you get into your mid-30s, the less maintenance it takes and the less you know trickery that it takes to reroute the club, the less you can practice, the easier it is on your body, and, you know, and the more sustainable – it is, and I think it also manifests in, in less wildly crooked shots when it really matters. And I, and I think those are the things that are getting ingrained. You know, it's not that he looks so dramatically different. It's just less of a severe move in the downswing. Uh, who's to blame for last week, Matt? I mean, it was just unfortunate. Maybe it's Mother Nature. <laughs> Simple as that, right? Uh CBS, I guess, couldn't get out of what they'd originally scheduled at that time. And I don't know. Was, was yeah. Didn't you say it was a rodeo, Trent? I think they had to, sh- to, to start the players so much earlier than the time window yeah. that, that, that it doesn't present you with a lot of options. Either you can, you can horn in on what you were going to show in the morning, or you can tape delay it. And tape delaying is so problematic now because everybody has all the information. Right. The apps, the apps know, know what everybody's doing shot by shot. Yep. So really the only allure to a broadcast is to, show, you know, to, is to sort of capture the emotion as it happens live and, and the i mean i can connect it to i mean i'm sitting here talking to you not to sound like a you know my my not to give you my first class you know, my, my first world problems but i'm sitting in the parking lot of the club where we belong here in connecticut and the same thing kind of happened across the fourth of july holiday where the, the forecast is so sketchy it's not so bad that they can decide ahead of time what to do mm-hmm. you know something's coming in and it's kind of on the on the border and you got to make a call and there's really no good option it's either come and play and, and bad weather comes in and you're in a, you're in a rain delay or you try to shift the time window um and, and, and another frank reality too which is unfortunate is that when you're not one of the elevated events anymore the the the, the field the, the quality of field isn't quite what it was mm-hmm. and and some of those decisions are, are made even before someone like ricky fowler's at the top of the leaderboard then it's too late to pivot on sunday now if you're making the same having the same conversation you know, during the memorial, or you know, one of those, one of the non-majors that's a really elevated event that's got a, you know, a star-studded leaderboard. It might be different. You know, this I think this is just an example, and and the John Deere's in the same boat this week, where um, you're 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 doing some horse trading and saying, well, you know, what is going to generate the most eyeballs for this this advertising inventory that we get out because the networks have to pay that money back if they don't deliver the eyeballs that the advertisers are demanding. Matt Rohde joining us from Golf Digest. Matt, I uh, want to jump into where we are with Live, with 
the Saudi money, what is happening? What is the latest on that front? Just the details continue to almost at times feel murkier and murkier even the deeper we get into this. It would have been amazing if I'd have been able to say right now something like, oh, I just got $5 million. From this. <laughs> yeah, nobody's You're nice. not going to be able to talk to me anymore. <laughs> um, I, I think that there's been a lot of document dumps and document leaks. And, um, and, and I think what everybody's looking at now is, you know, for example, some of the financials of the European tour and some of the financials of the PGA Tour. And, and, and people are trying to suss out who exactly was the threatened party. You know, in, in this negotiating room, you know, who's, who's negotiating, negotiating from a position of strength and who's negotiating from a position of weakness? And, and, and how does that translate into what ultimately becomes a, an antitrust conversation with the U.S. government? Is the government going to say, hey, you know, when, when you're using language like taking a competitor off the board, you know, does that does that mean that you're you're kind of cornering the market on professional golf in the United States, and that's bad for the country? You know, the, uh, the other thing to, to keep in mind, and 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 it's the, it's the famous batting advice that I've always heard from people who are way smarter than me is when you think you have an edge, all of that stuff that you think you have an edge about has already been baked into the odds. Mm. So nobody's going into this deal without understanding what the risks are in the antitrust part. You know, the, the Saudis certainly aren't. Um, you know, rookie beginners who don't know how to push their money around. The lobbyists that the PJ Tour has are certainly not beginners who don't understand what to do. All these people are very well connected, very wealthy, powerful entities that are steering the boat and, and announcing it in a way that um, it, it's evident that they think this is going to pull through. Uh, and when that's and that's everything from antitrust to convincing the players, they've got to get seventy five percent of the players to sign off on it too. So that's a whole, a whole other, you know, lobbying effort. And I think you're going to see some of that stuff start, start to come out where, you know, what are they going to offer kind of the rank and file players to get them to sign up for this kind of thing too. That's the next step we're going to see what, you know, what is going to make this okay for the PGA tour players to go, you know what, we're not going to be in a deal with the people that we were just demonizing. <laughs> right. a few minutes ago. Yeah. Money talks. Uh, does it not? Sounds like according to a, a sports business daily and financial times, that public investment fund Saudi Arabia has, they're about to uh, make a multi-million dollar investment into the, into their goal, which is apparently is to expand its sporting interest uh, in the country. We'll see where it goes. We know you have oh, to. I mean, and, and yeah, and they're going to invest. They're, they're already talking to the pro tennis, to the women, the WTA and the ATP. Is that where they they're, are? You know, wow. They're going to use, they're, they're they're use the, the blueprint that they just used with the PJ tour and try to be involved in tennis too and that i mean that that shouldn't shock anyone if, if the playbook works yep. then you play it again indeed go move some boxes matt rudy we'll talk with you <laughs> how about this time next wednesday that work for you <laughs> you bet I'll, I'll talk to you then i'll send you a reminder thanks pal appreciate it <laughs> Bye. good to talk to you matt rudy golf digest as uh, we catch up so we don't have to do all of this before we get into next week's open championship you love the open i do get up I early love the courses yep Get into it, yep. and away we go. Yep. Over early, get the baseball. Yes, yeah. Works out pretty well. Though they've kind of stretched it out a little bit more. Yeah, it's a good point, Trent, because it like, usually goes to like uh, mid-afternoon, 3, yeah. 4 o'clock. In the past, it would be done by about noon. It's a six-hour time difference. Yeah. And they've pushed that back, and I'm mm-hmm. going to anticipate the reason is American television, television, right? For sure. Absolutely. All right, 11.45, we'll take our time out, come back, and... Uh, <sighs> You got you got betting ideas. I do. I don't. You think it's? Don't you think? Is this what you would do? No, it's not. No, no. I got a couple of them. 
Well, I have one of them, actually. Okay. Well, we'll talk about what we're, we've got when we come back. It's Miller and Condon. Uh, hour two has Pete Futek from College Football News. Look forward to that conversation. And then Cappy, David Kaplan, uh, at 1230 on Chicago Sports. The Bears, the Stocks, the Cubs, the Bulls. Uh, with Cappy when we come, uh, to, when we get rather, to 1230. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.org. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, 10 minutes before noon, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. So we're a little ahead of ourselves. The British is two weeks away. Two weeks away. Still have those tickets. I got to sell those things. Won the lottery. <laughs> Can't make it happen. No what are you asking? What, what's the face value of them? Oh, I don't know. Is it in pounds? Yeah, or it is in pounds. Yeah. I want to say they were like, so I got two tickets to, no, four tickets. Two adult, two youth tickets for one of the practice rounds, I think Tuesday. Yeah. And then the Friday. And I want to say they were like 70 bucks each, something like that. And the kids' tickets were free. But I, I want to say that's what it was. Yeah, 140 Yeah, probably about 280 something like that. Something in that range that I paid in total. And I got them up on, I don't know, the StubHub of Europe. Nobody's bit. Maybe I priced them a little too high. <laughs> Might have to drop them down a little bit. Yeah, take what you can get because exactly. you're not using them. All right, so uh, we've been talking about this. Trent doesn't like it. I do. Uh, and, and here's why I do. Let, we bet much differently, though. You that's true. Yes. I like to bet futures, and I kind of spread it around and keep track of how much money I'm investing. Um, for instance, if you if you think the Chiefs are going to repeat, and there's a lot of people that think that they are going to do so. They're the favorites. Yes. Uh, to win the Super Bowl, and their number is six to one. Six to one to win the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not that big of a deal, right? Not that big of of a, of a reward for having your money tied up all year long. And if they win the Super Bowl, if you if you bet ten bucks, you get sixty. Hmm. That's not the payout I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But the way I look at it, I think there's only three or four teams, conceivably, that can represent the NFC. Do you buy that? What did you? you what do you said? The Eagles would have made the Super Bowl last year. Uh, not at this time, but by the time we got to August, we were both on the Eagles. <laughs> we were, yeah. We jumped aboard. Right. So, I, yes. So, I think it's the Niners. Yep. I think it's the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to include the Cowboys. The, the Dallas Cowboys? Those Cowboys, okay. yes. All those right. Cowboys. They still have a team? They do. Okay. Um, who else from the NFC? Lions, I don't like your Seahawks. Seahawks. Vikings? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I'll throw. I'll buy. I'll buy the Lions. I'll buy the Lions. So if I if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, obviously they're going to beat somebody. <laughs> yes, they right? are. Yes, yes. So instead of six to one, if they beat the Eagles, and I've identified the Eagles as my championship exacta, mm-hmm. I get thirty three to one. If they beat the Cowboys, who is one of my three teams, who are one of my three teams, mm-hmm. I get fifty four to one. That's good. That's really good. Uh, if they beat the 49ers, where are the 49ers? I get 30 to 1. That's the shortest price. So you're making Chiefs to beat three, three bets. I'm making three bets. So say they're $10 bets. $10 you put, bets, yep. You're putting $30 on it mm-hmm. as opposed to putting that $30 down if the Chiefs win. Mm-hmm. And getting 6 to 1. Getting 6 to 1. Right. So you're, okay. I don't, I don't hate that. I'm making more money. 
Yes. Yeah. Now, if somebody like comes out of like the Carolina Panthers, yes, uh, I would have wished I would have taken this six to one, but I, I just can't see. I think the NFC is narrowed down to, like I said, three teams. Maybe if you want to put the Lions in, take a flyer on the Lions. Atlanta? No. Right? To get to the Super Bowl? The I NFC, can't see it. It's a bad conference. It's year. a bad conference. This is the year to make this bet. Now, I like the Chargers, surprisingly enough, Trent. <sighs> what a waste of money. If the, if the Chargers beat the Cowboys, it's 225 to 1. Well, yeah. If, if That's a pretty big if. If they beat the Niners, it's 130 to 1. The LA Chargers? The LA Chargers beat the Niners, it's 130 to 1. That organization. That has proven that, that abs- one there, yes. That has proven nothing in the AFC that is as difficult of a conference and, and quarterback play that is through the roof. Mm-hmm. You're betting on that organization. I do every year. I can't help myself. I, I know you do. I know you do. I like the theory behind it. Now, I did bet one of these myself, and Which, this was a what while did, back. What did you bet? Eagles over Bengals. E- e- that, see, that's a good ticket. Eagles e- over Bengals. Eagles over Bengals. You remember what you got it at? Oh boy, it was. It's forty-eight to one at circa. Forty-eight to one. That's not too bad. And the Eagles to win the Super Bowl are what? Eight. Yeah. Eight to one. Mm-hmm. So you're getting forty-eight to one. Now, conversely, if Cincinnati were to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which is absolutely possible, uh, I'm looking for it on the fly here. It's. 102 to 1. No, that's Baltimore. Um, that's a big price. Cincy to beat the Eagles. 40 to 1. 40 to 1. So you put two bets together. Put you like bets. to buy, bet them both ways. I bet, too. yeah, I, I reverse it. You can just hedge it and still make a profit going in that direction. And that's kind of the way that I look at it because mm-hmm. you're also adding up with a lot of dead money. Ultimately, only one thing can happen. True. And when you're putting a bunch of these together, mm-hmm. you make 12 bets, well, but that's how I bet horses. I'll find a key horse and mm-hmm. use three horses underneath it in the exacta, knowing the two of those tickets are automatically dead. How'd this go for you in the Stanley Cup? I've had a really bad year, but to this up until this year, yes. I was crushing. Yeah, you, you were, yeah. Stanley Cup was awful. I had the Chiefs last year and only lost half my money mm-hmm. because I, I throw out the Chiefs every year. And then I take a little bit of them because just, you know what, if, just to get half of my money back. So it's not a complete loss. It's not a bad theory. I want to see how this plays out for you. I'm not going to get as heavily involved as you, but Mm -hmm. people love those big paydays too. And those big paydays, they're incredibly intriguing. They really are when you have that opportunity. We get Bills Cowboys, number three. Bills over Cowboys, 73 to one. I mean, that $10 bet. That's a big ticket. You got 740 bucks Uh back in your account. Uh That $100 bet, we're talking $7,400. Where are you on the Bills? Bills are the team I'm going to leave out this year. It feels like they are coming back to the pack. I think they are, too. I think the division's getting better. I, I like really like the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the story of Tyreek Hill having a football camp here Trent, in town? I'm glad you brought it up. It completely blew it off. What and how the hell did that happen? Oh, right. What Who age? does he know? Now, was it Dowling? It was a Dowling tie, was it? Oh. Who is the wider... Rico Gafford, maybe? maybe. Uh, he, did their paths cross at some point? Oh, he's Were with they, the Raiders. Maybe they just met each other in the offseason. I don't. That's about the only person I could think of, though, right? Mm-hmm. That there be maybe some kind of connection. Yeah, but of all time. people to show up over the over the long weekend in um, in Des Moines, uh, Tyreek Hill. 
when Rico was out at Iowa Western, did maybe his JUCO team play the team that he had to play for? I don't know. After he left Oklahoma State? I'm trying to connect some dots mm-hmm. here in to make it make sense. But, yeah, when I saw that, what's he doing in Iowa? What's and, he doing in Des Moines? They, were the TV stations, were they, yeah, I saw they, all got, they all got wind that he was here? I believe so, yeah. Well, that's good. Yes, absolutely. Tyreek Hill, just hanging out in Showing Des Moines. Showing up in Des Moines. Camp. <laughs> really? What a cool thing. Yeah, it would be. What a, I, what a thrill for the kids. And, you know, I really like this Dolphins team. Mm-hmm. I want it to work. I'm I'm rooting for Tua just to have a healthy year. Yeah, me too. But one hit. Yeah. Because Trent, they got a lot of pieces. This 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 team's got a lot of pieces. They do. Mm-hmm. And defensively, the improvements continue there. They yep. can score with anybody. Yep. Who's their backup? Because Teddy Two Gloves is gone, right? I I believe so. Yeah, I, I think yeah. yeah. He saw. Where did he sign? He's he's in the league. Um, I don't know who their backup is. Interesting. I can tell you here in one minute. I got our uh, lads Mike up here. White? Mike White. Skylar Thompson? Well, no, it's not going to be Skylar. Mike White showed some things. Yeah. Better be Tua. Tua well, better yeah, get through. Yeah. To, to hit the heights there. Waddle, uh-huh. and Hill. Uh-huh. And now a running game with mm-hmm. Mostert, Wilson. I mean, they have depth there. Yep. The defense is getting better. Yep. I need to have the Dolphins somewhere, I think. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey's part of that defense yes. now. That secondary is stout. I like the Dolphins. I, I told too. you I, I had to take a bet on the Patriots to win that division too. I don't know. I, you, you, I don't know why you like the Patriots. They went eight nine last year with an idiot offensive coordinator. I know. With but a guy that, that had never run an offense before running the offense. I think they the won Jets, eight games. The Jets are going to be better. And they lost one of the worst games in pro football history. The way they lost oh, to the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders! My God! I mean that that is one of the worst losses. Yeah, that was you, tough. You flip that mm-hmm. one. That's a that's a team with a winning record mm-hmm. with that ineptitude on that side Fair of the point. football. Fair point. And it's Belichick. And you're giving me eight to one to win a division where we both believe Buffalo is taking a step back, a tiny step back. Miami, Tua, one hit. True. It's over there. Mm-hmm. And the Jets. I think they're going to be way better. Brees Are, Hall's, well, assuming he's healthy for the full right. year. Uh, Aaron but it's still Rogers. the Jets. are still the Jets, but look at the receivers they've got. That's a pretty, that's a decent roster, the Jets. Oh, it absolutely is. Defense and we're going to see a lot of them. It's not official yet, but it sure sounds like Hard Knocks said in that way. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard. Um, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good team. Decent offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um uh, uh, what's the name? The, the, the big kid on the uh, Win at Williams, Quinn Williams. He's a hell of a player. It's a good team. All right, we'll talk. Fun talking football, huh? Oh God, should we do it it's some more? Not out of place. You know what? How about we switch to college? All right, I like that too. Pete Futek, college football news kicks off hour number two. We'll head to Chicago with David Kaplan. Trends plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsors. Miller and Condon. It's a Thursday, and it's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO.